This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Take a drink. Calm down. All right, let me take a drink. Let me take a drink. Hold on. I got this. I got Welcome this. Welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Oh, the podcast that. is brought to you by Scent Crusher. We talk about them all the time. Steve needs Scent Crusher to go about his daily functions. We need it so we don't smell for whitetails. Um, that's just the way it works here on the spectrum of working class bow hunter. You have those guys, uh, scentcrusher.com. My favorite product is the gear bag because I live out of it during season. And, uh, mm-hmm. what's up, Steve? What's up, Doug? What's, what's up? up? Cameron, what's your favorite scent crusher deal? Oh, definitely the closet. I freaking love that thing. If I could, I'd live in it. Nothing stopping you. My wife. Oh, <laughs> she thinks it's weird. Uh, the podcast also brought to you by HHA sports. HHAsports.com, single pin sites, lifetime warranty. They support our veterans. And you can now get on HHAsports.com and use code WCB15 and save yourself some money on a new site for your bow. Save that money. Or rest for your bow. Or both with a lifetime warranty. It's the last site you ever have to buy. And we get you a little discount on there. There you go. So help support us by doing that. Uh, podcast is also brought to you by North American Whitetail Championship. We got a code there too if you're interested in, in that uh, WCB 25, and you could win 50 grand by killing a buck you were going to kill anyway, or some awesome prizes along the way. Hunts, yep. prizes, um, you get some awesome entry fee prizes. So when you enter, you get a Tacticam and all the goodies you need to Boom. compete in that competition. Nawtc.com. Um, also. You listen in Canada, now available in Canada. Ooh, boom, good point, boom. Steve. You're doing you're doing good. Yeah, I told you I could have got it, but you took the reins, so go eh, ahead. The podcast is also brought to you by a product that Steve wishes he could use, oh. but he just has to find the inner motivation, which is part of what this podcast is about. What, what are you trying to say? Lone Wolf Custom Gear. Nah. I'm telling you right what? now. <laughs> I'm just ladder stands, bro. The DeQuisto <laughs> Series 1.0. Hang on is going to change or is changing the way people look at hang on stands. It is the ultimate setup on hang and hunt, hang and bang, 
whatever your term is, it doesn't matter. We're all doing the same shit when it gets to the bottom line. Um, <clears throat> Made in America, the DeQuisto family are the des- the brains, the engineers, the designers behind it. Mastermind. And we all know the DeQuistos. If you don't, check out episode 300. There's the perfect intro with Cody DeQuisto. Yeah. Do you think... Uh, do you think- Cody wants me to kill a giant deer out of this just to be like, yes, son. Yeah. If yes. Steve can do it, anyone yeah. can do it. I think everybody wants you to kill a giant deer, man. I don't. I never root against you. I just wish I could root for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that hurts, dude. That hurts so bad. I mean, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Just let, dude, <laughs> I'm not rooting against you. I just wish I could root for you. Just put yourself in the situation. I'm like, dude, you might pull it off. God, you sound like my father on Father's Day. I've never had that happen. <laughs> I'm like, damn, Steve might actually pull it off. Like, this is gonna happen. But, no, I, it's the 1.0. I mean, there's bigger and better things coming from them. We all know that. Um, I'm, I'm stoked. There is more coming, and I think it's going to blow people's minds uh, what Lone Wolf Custom Gear is going to do. You know, Cody's got a lot of ideas just sitting talking to the guy. That dude is full of ideas, and he's full of motivation. It's going to be awesome. Motivation. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. I could have done that, dude. Yeah, you're all right. You're all right. <sighs> you want to do a veteran shout-out now? You know what? I actually do. Let me pull this. Uh, let me pull this bad boy up right here. Well, I'm glad you had it ready. No, I did. Do, 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 do. All right. So uh, the vet shout out this week. Um, this is this is a interesting post uh, email that we got. I'm going to go ahead and read it. It said, uh, "Hey fellas, a very big fan of your show. Got uh, turned on right about the time of the past ATA show through my cousin Derek, or as he's more commonly known as Harvard Fucking Yard from uh, Thermoseat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and this is from Mike." And he's been uh, been listening pretty heavily. He wanted us to know that there is a uh, an organization out in New England called New England Adventures that basically does the same thing that Heroes Hunting does, where they take vets hunting and fishing, you know, outdoor trips, all expenses paid um, for them and their family members. So it's pretty cool. They're trying to connect. Uh, Todd is the owner, and he's actively trying to grow the footprint. And it might be uh, worth our while if we uh, get Todd on one of these days. Mm. So um, it's not exactly a vet shout-out, but it's a vet organization shout-out, which we will absolutely do. Yeah, um, of course, If you're going to sure. benefit vets and especially take them hunting, something we love, we love vets and hunting, go ahead and uh, go ahead and send that in. But, um, hey, everybody uh, check that out. We'll take this time to every vet that we've talked to or that um, you know we come across. We want to thank you for your service to this country. And Todd, thank you for taking these vets out and uh, and taking them hunting, man. We appreciate the hell out of that. Yeah, thanks for sending that in. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks everyone for their service. Submit a vet shout out workingclassbowhunter dot com, the contact tab, or hit up Steve directly on all his social stuff. Yeah, throw it on my social media and be like, hey, Steve, you're an idiot if you don't uh, shout this guy out. I would uh, be more than happy to. So I want to do two things. What I think what I'm going to do, I'm just going to hit the jingle now, and we'll just kick out the episode. Maybe. All right, maybe not. We won't hit the jingle. What the hell's going on? Oh, that would help if I had my volume up, huh? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Let's do that again. All right, let's start the podcast. Episode 311. <laughs> So professional, so professional here. Lovely. Um, first off, to start this episode, I want to thank everyone that has ever supported us or showed us any love. We appreciate the hell out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a lot of people send us uh, screenshots of their reviews on iTunes. We appreciate the hell out of that. 
anyone who's ever supported us in any way, if you're listening and you're hating us in a way, but you're just listening to get some insider information, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I just want to apologize to absolutely nobody. (laughs) (laughs) No, but no, really, thank you guys. We appreciate it. And we're going to introduce, this isn't going to happen every episode, but it's going to happen more often now. And Steve's been waiting for something like this, and I think we're finally going to deliver. Yeah, first trial here. Introducing, are you ready? Yeah, let's get it, dude. Introducing the very first Steve's Perspective on Outdoor News. And cue the jingle. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, here's the news for this week. Three hunters in Montana who illegally killed a mountain lion in Yellowstone National Park last year were caught after authorities followed a trail of pictures the trio posted on social media. According to court documents, Austin Peterson, 20 years old, Trey Junkie, 20, and Corbin Simmons, 19, were sentenced last month to a three-year worldwide hunting ban after other hunters alerted game wardens to photos of the illegal kill that had been shared to Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook. According to the investigation documents from the Jackson Hole News and Guide, it should be noted here that upon further review of all three boys' social media profiles, that they all have one thing in common: they all follow Chris Brackett. <laughs> there you go. Nice, nice. Last week, the Trump administ- administration had proposed expanding or opening hunting and fishing rights on 1.4 million acres of federal lands, allowing greater public access while slashing 7,500 regulations. Interior Secretary David Bernhardt announced the initiative earlier this month, saying, President Trump is committed to expanding public access on public lands, and this proposal is executing uh, on that directive by opening and increasing more access to hunting and fishing by the Fish and Wildlife Services at more stations and across more acres than ever before. The president also added, Please enjoy this land and stay busy, but don't get distracted while I invade Iran without Congress's approval. (laughs) Earlier this week, uh, last week in Fort Bend County, Texas, an alligator was photographed with a knife stuck in its head. While some residents thought the knife could have been used in defense, or maybe teenagers, the authorities can't rule out the possibility of rival gator gangs. The state of Florida is now accepting applications to use shotguns for python hunting. This measure is to help eradicate all public snakes. Hey, you hear that, Florida residents? Instead of uh, getting methed up and uh, watching NASCAR, now you have something else to do on Sunday. And that's the news. Wow, man. Oh, my God. Nicely done. Oh, my. Got to iron out the creases a little bit. Yeah, I know. We're working on it. We'll get her there. (laughs) Something something new. We're working on it. I like it. Um that was completely improv with the claps, by the way. Yeah, right. We need to get more motivated. I'm proud of that. Let's get our boy on, Clint Casper. Thanks for listening, everyone. So, uh, um, right now on the on the podcast, well, we're shit. We're here at um, sixteen hundred bucks Slayer Place. Beautiful fucking bucket, dude. I, Steve, the bucket? Steve, Hello? who's I that? Stop it! 
I'm going to stop it right there. What in the fuck kind of intro is this? Dude, I, I cannot I cannot fucking get motivated. It's the middle of summer, dude. Why are we doing a bow hunting podcast in the middle of fucking summer? I can't just get motivated. What? what I What? Do you blame me? I'm like every other ruse. Steve, this is episode 311 with Clint fucking Casper. Get pumped. Well, in that case, and we are here at 1600 Bucks Lair Place, beautiful Buckatorium, lovely Sherrard, <laughs> Illinois. Uh, oh, boy. God damn it, dude. I, you know, I, I feel super pumped. Clint, 311, didn't we just talk to you a couple weeks ago? It doesn't matter, dude. I'm so happy to be here. My name is Steve. There is Kurt. What up? Doug. Howdy. Uh, whatever his name is, Tank Intern Tank, I guess, is what we're calling him these days. Hey, hey, how are God, you? I'm, I'm motivated, but just don't care. <laughs> motivated, but apathetic at the same time. Clint Casper, what's up, dude? Gang, gang! Gang, gang! Up? <laughs> buzz, buzz! What's up, dude? You just got back from Montana. How was that? No, man, it was good. Always fun to go out there. Short trip. Only had three days till, uh, you know, with, I mean, that's just what season was whenever I got out there with the weather and just trying to get my schedule and Brian's schedule put together. You know, we went out there for three days and put on like 50 some miles, seen nine bears. I mean, Ooh. shit, man, couldn't, you know, had, had good weather. Only, only had to, only had to ride out like one big storm and, uh, yeah, man. I mean, it was it was a blast. I mean, it's always a blast, no matter what. But yeah, no. I mean, we shit. I mean, nine bears in three days is freaking almost unheard of. Damn. I mean, if you see you see one bear a day, honestly, you know, on public hunting, you know, with the spot and stock glassing game, like what me and Brian like to do. I mean, that that's a solid day. I mean, if you can get into one, two, but to average, like I said, I, it was uh, it was nine in three days. So you're averaging three a day. I mean, that was. That's almost unheard of. I mean, That's awesome, dude! Fifty miles out there in Montana. Yikes. I think it was, if I remember right, off the off my Phoenix, off the Garmin. I want to say it was fifty-two or fifty-three total. What, what's Some the was, what's the Phoenix? Uh, so I've got the Garmin Phoenix Five. So what is that? Got, a watch or a, a? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but watch from Garmin. It's got like GPS on it, and um, I, I mean, honestly, it does way more than I honestly know how to use or, or need. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a birthday present one year, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty slick. I mean, actually, uh, people at home can log in to like through Garmin and actually see like where I'm at. So like, let's say day 37 in Colorado and no one's heard from me. Probably time to jump on there and be like, oh shit, we better see where Clint's at. I mean, it'll it'll <laughs> like you know. Yeah, what's he doing? Nice. <laughs> Still packing it, no a bucket. Shit. Holy shit! Is that what? Yeah. Is that what? Send me that info, and we'll just check in with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Clint's at the yeah. bar again. Clint's at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, is, is that what my buddy Brian uses? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, actually, actually, uh, it's <laughs> what's funny is is Brian was looking at that on the trip. He's like, man, he's like, I'd like to have one of those fancy watches, but he's like, I'm gonna keep rocking this. And I look over, and it's this beat up five dollar like wristwatch he's like it'll tell time and i think it even tells the date on here he's like well shit we're in year 2022 never mind i guess the date doesn't work that good but he's like he's like he's like it tells time that's all i need time so does that garment does it tell it like do you have to charge it yeah but i mean it'll last like eight or nine days um on a full charge so wow. i mean damn near you know damn near an entire hunt but it's cool because, I mean, it does elevation gain and loss. I mean, you know, it, it's got every freaking, you know, barometer and meter on it that you could possibly want. So it is kind of cool. I mean, just to see, like, like when I'm in Colorado, it is kind of kind of cool to, like, 
keep up with like what elevation I'm at because if I'm finding bucks bedded or feeded in certain spots, I I mean I'm trying to like keep tabs on okay they were right around twelve five or thirteen today and then if I'd lose them maybe I need to go check some other basins in the next day or two and try to relocate them but at least I kind of know what elevation they were at as far as where the grass and the feed was you know because as the year goes on that that grass keeps getting you know it'll start to get brown up top and it just starts moving you know the green will actually move down the hill so in august and september you know it's it, they're up in the high country super high you know 12 13 14,000 feet but as time goes on and the weather starts getting shittier they're going to start moving down into the secondary living and then actually the feed is moving down lower yeah, so it's nice to, it's it's nice to kind of be able to document while you're out there like okay I'm at 13.1 right now on day number two, and I've got into a bunch of bucks that are all right around this elevation. You might go two days and not find that group again, but you can be checking basins that are around that same elevation, hoping that they're, you know, somewhere close to that elevation in a basin somewhere. So you can kind of like narrow down spots. I mean, it's not always going to work like that, but I mean, it is, it is a tool you could use to potentially narrow some spots off or narrow some spots down and be like, okay, well, you know, two miles from here, there's a basin that's right at that same elevation. It looks like on, on my map. And maybe they've, maybe they've just moved over there because the feed's better at that same elevation. So, you know, it's just something to kind of look at. And it's kind of cool to see how much elevation you've gained and lost. I mean, like the first, uh, right off the rip, very first day we spot this big chocolate and, uh, he's heading up this, up this big freaking mountainside, this big face. And Brian's like, man, he's like, we got to hustle. So, we start up and I mean, it was kind of cool. Cause like when it was all said and done, we got to within 60 yards, but he just never got turned. He was constantly walking away from us. So, I mean, with bears, you, you can't really like make noise to try to get him to stop because they just freak out. So, I mean, it, you know, like predators don't have like that curiosity type of mentality. Like for a deer, you could have whistled or, or snorted or done something and they're probably going to turn around and actually give you a quartering away shot because they, they want to figure out what the hell that was bears and, and stuff like that. Predators. I mean, a lot of times they, it's, it's fight or flight. Like they just don't have that curiosity in them. So you're kind of, you know, you're kind of playing Russian roulette by doing that. So, yeah. but it was cool because like after we got done, I checked and in like 10 or 15 minutes, dude, we gained like a thousand feet of vertical freaking elevation. Like just, mm. Jesus. absolutely oh yeah just absolutely getting it trying to keep up with him and you know and, and we had the wind in our face so it was i mean it was perfect like what we were doing it's just he was just being a bear i mean he was he was on his way to the top and feeding here and there but i mean pretty steady walk he'd stop for a second or two but i mean with that type of elevation gain it was just hard to hard to keep up with him but i mean like i said we got within freaking you know we were within 70 yards a few times and we were actually down to i think 59 or 60 at one point which I mean, would have been absolutely perfect, but like I said, I just, I never had nothing to shoot at but his ass, and I would highly recommend those listening not to stick, uh, you know, a 350, 400-pound chocolate black bear in the ass with a broadhead, probably not going to end well for anybody. (laughs) No. But, but if you're Steve, if you're Steve and you're an American badass like him, you, you take that shot and you make it work and you slow him down you, I mean, Steve's in phenomenal shape right now. I've been, oh, I've been yeah. following him on. I've been following you on Instagram. You're looking sexy. You like I mean, that shit? Oh, every time <laughs> dude, I see you. Hey, I'm, I'll tell you what. I'm getting shooting bear in the ass shape, dude. That's oh, I, 
I, hey, here's the deal. Here's the deal. She's about to not ride to that be, Gary Fisher up a goddamn mountain. Well, not to be. Yo, that, not to be that, that bear don't want none of this huffy, bro. <laughs> not to be, not to be that guy. But Cam Haynes might carry bears up. He might fucking put bears on his shoulders. Steve just ass shoots them and wrestles them to the ground. I mean, Steve, I mean, realistically, who is the who is the most feared bow hunter in America? Exactly. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's I Cam agree. anymore. I, I think it's Steve. I oh yeah, Steve. dude. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, dude. These bears shoot to wound, baby. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> shoot I mean, to wound. <laughs> I mean, he can. He we're, can keep. We're his... kidding, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you if you, if you need to like, oh, okay, good thing they're kidding. Find a different podcast. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh my god, I was listening to a podcast, and this guy up in Michigan was like telling me like how to like kill like a a, a hundred fifty class deer. But these guys are talking about shooting bears in the ass and uh, leg dropping them like Hulk Hogan. Some some <laughs> fucking idiots. Someone would comment, and be like, "I didn't like." They said, "Shoot to wound," and like, yeah, shoot okay. to wound. Hey, I'm with hey, my mem- kids. All right, I beat my wife. Remember that to one- teach a lesson? Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. I'm kidding about that one. Remember that one time I you laughed that much? Pull your sense of humor out of your ass. And get off Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do people right. catch themselves let's, laughing? Let's do yeah. this. Speaking of just shitty people in general, um, and maybe we're in that group. I don't know. You know who's a judge? Um, Clint. Let's talk about yeah. motiv- motivation, man. Because motivation is obviously in the title of this podcast. And I think. Sorry about the hard transition, by the way, guys. But I think um, motivation is something that everyone struggles with on different spectrums whether they want to admit it or not. Um, and I'll be the first one right now. I'll just admit where I'm at on my motivation level. So I had a kid less than two months ago, my first child. That is a big life change for me. And things are just different in my household while we're adjusting and I'm trying to do things I normally did while while this. It's just different, right, uh, as it would be for anybody in my situation. And um you know, Clint, you just had a baby not long ago. Um, so you, you feel what I'm talking about. This isn't your first rodeo either. But um, I feel that I've been I've been forcing myself to shoot my bow, which I, I do every year. But I feel the motivation dialed way back compared to what it normally is. Um, a lot of times I can force myself to get motivated. Um, and I have some hunts coming up, uh, some western hunts coming up this this fall. That I don't want to look like a flatlander asshole for. So I did buy a bike last week, and I'm gonna try and hit three hard bike rides a week because I can, I just can't run. It's boring to me. I, bike riding is like what I grew up doing, so that's my goal. Steve's been shredding on his bike, um, yeah. but you haven't been shooting your bow. And let's be honest here, we're talking about motivation. I know that's that that's a thing. So to piggyback on yours, I've been the bike ride guy, and like I called you yesterday, I'm like. Kurt, you want to go on a bike ride? And you're like, dude, I need to shoot my bow right now. I was at my lease. And you were at your lease, yeah. And I was like, shit, dude, I need to get on that. So it's training to me is shooting, yeah, working out if you need to do that. But training, I include shooting Shooting your bow is yeah, in training. It's, yeah, it's something. But it's like, okay, now, and for me, if I, if I can take this conversation, so I'm – trying to get myself so basically i'm trying to get myself in better shape because i'm not getting a whole lot of tinder matches all right so i'm trying to ride my bike about 10 15 15 miles every time i go out 
but it feels good, and I'm I'm glad I can be in big sh- uh, in big shape in good shape. <laughs> I'm in big shape, bros. No, what my what, what my all right, what my end goal is, and I haven't told anybody this, and I'm I'm telling you guys this right now on the podcast. You trying to get a six pack when you sit down? <laughs> no, dude, I'm, dude, I buy a six pack standing up, bro. <laughs> I'm all good. No, my my goal right now. And this is something that I've just this is this is for me and I'm I'm putting the effort in and I didn't want to make it a big scene but you know I you know put some shit out on social media because you know I want to impress a couple chicks but right now I'm trying to get in enough shape that um, when I get a lone wolf custom stand in my hand I want to be able to hang that and not be out of breath spooking all the deer away I want to be able to be in shape enough to get deep into some timber hang a stand. Not be sweating when it's thirty, you know, thirty six degrees out. I want to be in enough shape that I'm like I can do this. And if I look at a hill like hillside, like ah shit, I can't climb that because I'd be sweaty, winded. No, I'm trying to get in enough shape that I can get to where I need to be to be successful. And that's been my end goal. I and hope I you just, meet your end goal, Steve. I do. I'm I'm definitely trying. And this year, it's uh, it's over, dude. I'm trying to. Be, I'm tired of being the fat slob. I want to see you kill a Pope and Young this year, brother. It's gonna it's gonna happen, and I'm gonna make it happen. You know why? So, I've got motivation. So, I don't know where it came from, but uh, I so, think it's probably you hounding me. I'm tired of it. Good, good. <laughs> I mean, that was the end goal of me hounding you. But yeah. Motivation's on different spectrums, and I feel like we all need it. And I've been struggling with it personally. Like Sam was out with me with uh, Isla May while shooting my bow. Isla May is my daughter's name. If I didn't announce that ever, I don't know. Um, and I'm just like, ah, I'm not feeling it. I'm, yeah. Like I kept saying, that, I'm just not feeling it. And I've been watching Carbon TV and My Outdoor TV, and 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 then I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna go out and shoot my bow afterwards. Clint, do you ever feel and and be honest with us all here? Do you ever feel the slump of lack of motivation? Like, this time of year would be the time of year. But, I mean, you just went on a spring bear hunt, so that's a, a little different for you. You probably don't feel the slump like we do. Um, but has there ever been a time where you feel that slump to where mentally, like, you might be out shooting your bow and you're just like, I just don't know what it is. Like, I just can't. I'm in a rut or something like that. Like you have, Can you relate to that? Because I would say by how high energy you are, I would say you probably not, but maybe you have. No, I, de- I definitely have. I mean, in the in I would say in the past, um, I used to go through spells like that for sure, where I just, you know, I mean, when you break like when you break motivation down, and and I mean, I'm gonna get uh, I'm gonna get a little techie on you because not a lot of people know this, but I, I graduated from college and my my bachelor was in, well, I majored in partying and but then psychology and criminology. And then I, uh, I minored in sexual encounters and sociology. So, so like you've got, you've got internal motivation and you got external and I used to be an external guy. So, so like, for example, internal motivation, the person is doing something for their own good, their own sake. Like they're not getting paid. There's no reward from someone. It's just, I want to kill big deer because I want to kill big deer or, I want to be a better shot with my bow because I'm tired of missing. Not because the girl down the street will think I'm hot if I can shoot my bow good. So, like, external would be like if Steve says, I want to lose weight so that way I can take uh, you know, Doug's mom out on a date. That's 
I mean, realistically, that's, <laughs> you know, like realistically, that's, I mean, yeah, it's a goal and there's something there, but it's, 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 you know, it's like, it's, it's external. Like you should want to lose weight because I'm Steve and I want to lose weight for myself, not to impress anybody. If that makes sense. No, it so, makes perfect sense. Steve. So, <laughs> so, so, so back in the day, like I can remember when I first jumped into like serious bow hunting and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go about this completely serious and I, I want to kill like at that point in time, it was Pope and young or somewhere close to that. Like I wanted to be in that, you know, that three to four year old range, which is probably going to be like a, you know, 125 plus, like that was the goal. I just, I, th- those caliber of bucks, I get into them, but I wasn't getting into them consistently and I wasn't killing them consistently. And I'll never forget. This is, this is kind of where if I had to say I turned the chapter from being half-ass motivated to constantly internally motivated, it, it would probably have been, it was the year after I graduated high school. I graduated in 07. So it would have been 2008, fall, fall of 08. I'm an old bastard. I'm going to be 31. So I was hunting this buck and I had hunted him for like three or four weeks in October and I, I had gotten super close and I knew where he was bedding and I'm like, I, you know, I've, I've got to get, I've got to get him killed. I have to get him killed before the rut. Cause I knew when the rut came, it's just, you know, you guys know how it is. You, you have no idea. You have no clue what's going to happen. Yeah, so yeah. things I, get sporadic. I, oh yeah. 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 So I focused all my energy on, you know, I was in college, but I was, I was spending gas money coming home, hunting two hours, going back to school. I mean, I, I don't even want to know the thousands of dollars I was spending in gas, like the course of that fall. Cause I mean, where I went to school and lived was like probably an hour and 20 minutes, hour and 15 minutes from most of my farms. So, I mean, it wasn't like it was only a 20 minute drive down the street. You know I mean? It was a three hour trip. And I mean, there's nights where I'd come home, hunt for two hours and go right back to school. Cause I had class next morning. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it was honestly, it was idiotic what I was doing, but I couldn't help it. I had to be in the woods. So finally, on October 27th, this buck comes in. And in my head, he's walking in. And, dude, I've already got him killed. I've got the fucking band playing. The fireworks are going off. I got I, I got bitches naked already because, oh, my God, look at this giant clinch shot. I mean, dude, in my head, this deer, it's over. Like, I mean, like... <laughs> And, and like, so, okay, so, like, so, you can't the motivation. Say, you can't say bitches on the podcast, Clint. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you, can't, you can't say that date ever again, because that's going to be my ex's anniversary date. So, it was October okay, 28th. Sorry, How's that sound? I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to mute it or cut it out, because that's not what we do here. Yeah. We're about motivating. You're, you'll get better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get so, better when you know better. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm like, I'm like, you know, this... This deer comes in and flat out, I just botched, I, I completely, completely botched the shot. I mean, it's, it's 32 yards. I shoot right under him. I mean, it's all on me. I mean, I, it, I just completely, it was a mental breakdown, a mental error. So I'm sitting there and I, and I'm like, okay. In my head, I'm like, all right. I'm like, you know what? It, this, this, this all comes back to the mental game and me not being completely motivated and having external forces kind of drive what I'm doing. Because mm-hmm. in the mo in the moment of crunch time, I should have been thinking, 
if he steps here, I can draw now and shoot him there. If he goes here, I need to make sure I hold a tad high because he's going to be 33, not 30, and my pin set at 30. I, I mean, in my head, I should have been zoned in, focused in on what was going to happen step by step for me to get this buck killed. And instead, I found myself thinking about how cool I was going to be and how awesome it was going to be and how great everything was going to be and how it was going to be great to get out of the bar that night and show everyone my big buck. You know, it just external, external forces would cause me to have a mental breakdown. Yeah. That fall that, that following year, I made it a point. I said, okay, because I didn't get another opportunity at that buck. Actually, I didn't get another opportunity at another good buck. So that was it. I mean, I had my I had my shot. I had my chance. I worked my ass off to get there, but I had a mental lapse and and lack of being motivated throughout the entire year and shooting and 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 forcing myself to think about one task at a time and not letting the party get started before the deer's even killed per se. Yeah. That cost me a stud. I mean, I mean, he was, he was, a. I mean, uh, I would have, I had to guess, I never, I never did, I never Steve did kill stud. him. Yeah. But, oh yeah, probably, I mean, he was just a straight eight, probably 140, 145 inches. I mean, he was Damn. at the time, at the time, my biggest buck by 25, 30, I mean, total stud. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I blew it, completely blew it, all because of an external you know, motivator and, and all an extra. Yep, yep. And then I started thinking back, okay, in the spring and summer, when I should have been shooting and drilling this into my head and being motivated, and instead I was out doing other stuff. And from that, kind of, that was kind of a turning point to where now I am my biggest critic and I motivate myself. Like, for me, it is a constant mental game with myself to to chase perfection. And and disclaimer, no one's going to be perfect. There's nobody that's going to bow hunt perfect, that's going to deer hunt perfect, that's going to shoot perfect. But I have it in my head, I'm chasing that to where there's never a point where I feel like I'm done or I've accomplished it or I'm there. I'm constantly on the heels of perfection and that honestly keeps me driven but that's an internal thing i mean for me it's you know i, I mean yeah okay i write a podcast i mean i'm yeah you know people ask all the time don't you feel the pressure of the magazines or don't you feel pressure from you know guys sending you gear and they're 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 wanting results and they want kill photos and i mean honestly when i was younger i would say yeah now i don't even think about that shit well, the I'm thing is now is like, yeah, you are motivated, but that stuff doesn't matter as much because that's hunting, nope. you know? Like, and you yep. know that you've been around the block, you have yep. your track record to and, show you're capable of those things. Well, and, and, and all that stuff's external. That's all that is in, in my head. That is all external. That's, I don't even, you know, like, I mean, yeah, of course, like, you know, I mean, I know there's people that's like, Hey man. Uh, you write for us or you do gear reviews for us. Uh, you know, we're counting on you. Like, I, I know that. I mean, I get that. But the internal driving force for me, like the motivator for me, it's nobody but me. Right. Like right. It, for, you know, right. you know, I mean, I mean, because I put it on my shoulders. I mean, but, you know, with with bow hunting and with with writing, the, the thing I love about it is it is a me, me ideal. I, you know. If I sink or swim on a bow hunt, it's because of me. If I sink or swim 
be, uh, whenever I ship an article out, it's it's on me. Like there's nobody to blame. I mean, it's it is 125. Right, right. It's it's you know it's Clint Casper. And as the years have went by, I've learned that you can throw social media and throw you know like. All the external shit, the girl down the street, uh, you want to impress your buddies, that stuff all fades away. Because here's the deal. Sooner or later, you get tired of trying to impress the girl down the street. You get tired of trying to outshoot Kurt. You get tired of trying to lose weight because the guy down the road lost 50 pounds. And you, uh, If it's not internal, you will get tired of chasing that. Because, it's, because external is someone else is motivating you. Whereas internal... You're doing it for your own damn good. Like right. you're doing it because in your brain, you, your brain and your heart is literally telling you, dude, you got to get better or you got to do more <laughs> right, or right. you got to be better. And, and once I turn the page to that, you know, like, I mean, like motivation is, is awesome, but motivation is like a pulling force. So it's like something from the, like the outside is like compelling you to take an action. Whereas like, honestly, I like the word inspired or like, you know, inspiration, because that's like something that's fueled like on the inside. Like that's like the pivotal force. That's like yeah. the driving force. Like, well, well let, so, me, let me let me do this real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you, Clint. No, 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 but, you're uh, good, you're good. It's a fun fact. And that's been a question over and over. My tattooed on my knuckles actually says inspired. Yep, and yep, that's a that. question I've asked at the shoot and stuff. What do my knuckles say? No one ever knows the answer. And I, have, <laughs> I never t- talk about it because I think it's funny. Um, yep. Can I? Can I? Up? No. Shut your mouth. So, oh, but it's <laughs> worth it. I promise it's well, worth it. What, a, a point I want to get to is, I, I I get that external motivation, especially I think that's heavy um, in the outdoor community when it comes to like killing big bucks, like. A yep. lot, a lot of people, especially people that started hunting later in life, might have that external motivator to kill a big buck to post on oh, Facebook yeah. or to impress whoever. Yep. I feel yep. like I don't. That does not affect me because I started hunting at a younger age and I I grew into that internal motivator to want to take my bow hunting to the next level to 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 be like the guys I looked up to growing up to be yep. able to put myself in that class that. I am a guy that I hope one day, and I still feel like I'm always climbing at that. That's my internal motivator to kill bucks that are 150 plus every year. Like that's my goal, right? So in, in, internally, that's what I want to accomplish. And I feel yep. like during season, especially, you know, and I'm not saying I'm unmotivated all the time. Like last year, I never had the problem. Like I was excited to go to Colorado. I shot my bow every day, minimum of a 60 yards. I didn't have a problem with that. This year, I'm just feeling it because the life changed. But during the season, no matter what year it is, October 1st is uh, when it starts here in Illinois, I never feel lack of motivation to go hunting. Like, I've never yep. been like, man, I need to go. Or I wish I had the motivation, but I don't feel like it. To me, I've, I've been doing it so long, it's, ingra- it's ingrained in my DNA now. If I don't go hunting, I feel guilty. If I get tied up doing something during November or late October – I'm itching, I'm uncomfortable, I have anxiety, I'm irritable because I want to be out there to accomplish what I want to mentally. That's my thing. I wait all year long to do that. Um, So during season, I don't find that I need that motivation to get myself to go. Right now what I'm battling is just the, I think the slump of summer and the life change and 
I'm just I'm I'm kind of like in a rut. Like I still am shooting my bow. I'm forcing myself to go out and shoot it, but I'm not enjoying it. Or I'm just not not, not that's a bad bad way to say it. I am enjoying it, but I'm not motivated to be out there as much as I was in previous years. And I know that I'm in, I'm just in a funk. Like I'm going to snap out of this in the next month or so. Like I'm going to pull my shit together, but I know that if I'm experiencing it, there's listeners that are experiencing it in a way worse fashion. I know there's listeners out there who haven't touched their bow since last fall. (laughs) I know that there's people going, I need to probably change that rest that's been kind of shitty, and I just uh, and I'll get to it. And yeah. and, I, and I know there's guys that want to lose a little bit of weight so they can throw those hang on stands up, can really utilize that Lone Wolf custom gear set. And I, I know that uh, that's going through a lot of listeners' heads mentally. I know they're thinking about it, but it's just getting out there. What tips do you have for people in that situation right now? Yeah, I mean, I think you just, I think you got to look at, like, in my opinion, I think you got to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, you know, what's, what's the goal here? What, what, I mean, because there's a big difference between a guy that says, looks at himself in the mirror and goes, I'm killing, let's say, let's say his goal is he wants to shoot uh, his first Pope and Young with a bow. He looks at himself in the mirror and he goes, this year, no question. I'm making that happen. Big difference between a guy that says that and a guy that looks at the mirror and goes, this year, yeah, I'd like to kill a, a Pope and Young. And the difference is going to be how much drive or inspiration one has versus the other. I mean, and, and honestly, at the end of the day, like, I mean, I want everyone to be motivated and be jacked and want to freaking just kill it when it comes to bow hunting, but at the same time, not everybody looks at it like that. Like I have buddies that they like to bow hunt to get away, relax, chill, hang out. They they're motivated for about three weeks a year, but they have fun doing that. So for me, so for me, for them, keep doing what you're doing because you're enjoying it. But if you're the guy that every year in February sits down scrolls through Instagram and goes, man, he killed a big buck. Oh, he killed a big buck. Hey, that guy killed a big buck. Look at that guy. He killed a big elk. And then he looks at himself and goes, shit, I didn't kill nothing. If you're that guy, you're at a crossroads. You're at a crossroads. You can either A, figure out why you're not one of those guys that you want to be and find a way to be one of them, or B, you need to accept the fact that, okay, you know what? Those guys are obviously putting probably more effort, time, and energy into it, and they're successful. So I need to quit comparing myself because I feel like a lot of people, especially because of social media, not that I'm hating on social media, but social media is such a big external uh, motivator. Like, <laughs> you know, people will say, I want to kill a big buck. And, and I'm like, all right. I'm like, well, you know, they'll send me a map. I'll be, you know, they'll ask me to, Hey man, could you look at a topo for me? Could you show me how you'd hunt it, what you'd do? So I'll do all that and I'll, I'll send it back to them and we'll go back and forth for three or four months and, and they'll be all jacked and come the second month of season when I check in and I'm like, Hey man, did you get in with some of those good funnels yet? What do they look like? Man, I've only been out two times this year. I just I got yep. fantasy fo- I got fantasy football leagues, and and that's okay. That's fine. Like 
I'm not dogging you for 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 not hunting because you got other stuff you want to do. But but I'm going to be the first one to call you out when you come to me in January and go, dude, I seen you killed another giant, man. I just I just didn't it it just didn't happen this year. I I don't know, man. Right. I think I need new property. I think I need because I'm going to be the first one to be like, dude, did you really hunt hard? Like, did you? I mean, if you're if you're or, or internal, Clint, you get the uh, you kill a buck, must be nice. Oh yeah, like, oh, <laughs> dude, oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah must be thousands nice. Of public well, the oh, thing yeah. is, I think Clint, it's when classic, I was like hitting, hitting like the you know the off season, uh, not being motivated, um, I think maybe part of me acknowledging like that I'm feeling it. Yep. You just roll your window down. <laughs> Yeah, he's ordering Wendy's um, right now. I feel part of <laughs> part of me acknowledging that I'm not motivated is probably the first step in being like crank your shit up because I am doing oh, yeah. things. You know, like yeah. I I watch my uh, I watch hunting shows, archery shows. I watch all sorts of just like I'll get on YouTube and just watch guys shooting long distance, and I'm like, all right, then I want to do it. Um, but I just I never feel the funk of like I never feel the funk of being unmotivated. Is that the word unmotivated? Yeah. I, I just feel yeah. something different. I just feel the. Yep. I never feel that funk during season. I feel like I always yep. have that internal drive to want to go. Um, but I know what you're saying. There's a lot of those guys that enjoy hunting in a different way. But the, I don't right. feel those people feel the guilt that I feel. I feel guilty a lot mentally by, um, you know, say one morning I sleep in, even if it's early October. I'm like, hey, it's not a big deal right now. Like. You know, it's it's not mostly ideal. You can still kill big bucks any time of year, whatever. But I feel like I eat myself up with that. And I feel that I eat myself up with maybe feeling a little unmotivated here and there after I worked all day and made dinner and then go out and shoot my bone. It's like, ah, I'm not feeling it. I, maybe that's normal. Maybe I'm feeling the mental drag harder on myself than what I should. I don't. Maybe not. I don't know. There's going to be people that agree and disagree with me there, I imagine. I mean, roundtable, Doug. What do you think? Do you think I'm being hard on myself? Do you relate uh, to it? A little too hard on yourself, but I'm in the same boat. You know, come season, it's full bore. You know, motivation is always there. Yeah, but like in the slump right here, you know, nice weather, golf or drinking or hanging out with your buddies. Sometimes shooting your bow takes a back seat to it. So, Tank, what do you think? No, I get it. I'm kind of in the same boat. I got a pretty much a three year old at home and one on the way, and then I've got kind of a small hobby farm. So, I mean. When you're busy, it, it's hard. It is tough. <laughs> What's up, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Steve, would like you like it. to put an input? Do you want to input, Steve? <laughs> Look at this shit. All right. The past, I got the, the past few weeks, maybe the past few months, um, have been really defining months of my life, dude. I've gotten motivated to do shit. Hell I, yeah. Uh, and it, it it stemmed a little bit from that external shit that you were talking about. I was like, yeah, dude, I I, I was, yeah, I've been single for about a year. <coughs> if you bring uh, up you listen, being single listen, listen, one listen, more fucking time listen, on the podcast, uh, no, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tie it in. I, I promise I'll tie it in. Um, because it doesn't matter anymore. Not on this podcast. The past fucking seventy five of them. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> Go back to like August. But it was like. Obviously, saying you're single on the show has not worked out for you. So no, you it has not. It has not. So, um, I'm also you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to say it once. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to lie. Every time he says it, I unbuckle my pants, but it's fine. Keep, keep. <laughs> let, me, let me take a <laughs> shot <shout laughs> out here. Steve's still oh, single. Uh, so, there goes the, 
Yep, just unzip the zipper. Now the belt's yeah, off. The zipper's down. It. Here we go. So I thought that, um, and th- this ties in. I thought that, you know, maybe I was like, man, I just need a good woman in my life. But the more I was, I was single. The more I was able to go out and That's do external things. Motivation, sir. I'm getting to that because I said it was the external that led to the internal. So the more I've just been by myself in my house with just my dog, I'm like, hey, I can just kind of go out and do whatever I want, and there's no repercussions. Like, I can go out and do the things that I want to do that make me happy. So I, I ended up, uh, ended up number one, I've got a new job career. Like, I, I got accepted into an apprenticeship program because I've just worked and worked and worked, and I'm super happy about it. And then I picked up a new property, and like every night that I can, I drive about 35 minutes away. I know I get to hunt this, but I'm doing like a little bit of housework to kind of help the the guy out. And I'm I'm enjoying every minute of it because I know that, dude, the harder I get to work here, the more deer hunting that's accessible here. So I'm I'm doing like a little bit of labor shit, but I know that the end game is there's going to be some fantastic deer hunting here. So, yeah, I'm, like, weed whacking, moving shit out. So, right now, are you saying you're motivated? What I'm saying is my motivation came from me realizing that, okay, it's not that I want to influence social media. It's not that I want to impress anybody. It's It came to me, and I realized that I was the happiest that I've ever been in my life Okay, when I'm sitting so, there with my headphones and weed whacking, just knowing that I'm like, I get to hunt this land and okay, I get so to let prepare me talk, this. We're being honest right now. We're talking yeah. about real shit. We're being full-blown. We're open book right open. now. When's the last time you shot a bow? And this is going back to motivation that relates more directly into what we do. Uh, three weeks ago. N- that's bullshit. No, it's not. I shot my bow. What you did. Yeah, I went down to the range and I and I shot it. And I just, I, I'm calling bullshit mm-mm. because Steve, I'll let everyone know you've had this new ritual 30 for, I don't know how long, two months. I have not. And you have not set it up yet, but I was shooting my old bow. I don't know if I believe you. Believe I, I want to believe you, but I don't believe know if me I do. because I, I can tell you exactly what song I was listening to while I was shooting it. You didn't make that up. Mm-mm. I didn't see it on Instagram. You would have posted that. I did yeah. not post that. I just went down. I, I, got, <laughs> I got the external hankering. motivator. I got, I got the hankering. I want to go down and shoot. I was like, I was like, damn. I, I shot and I shot pretty good. I and hope you're right. I was. I, I, I can promise you that I shot my bow and I will be getting my new bow set up here pretty quick. But it just, dude, it, it felt so good to shoot that uh, working class. If you're lying to me right ritual. now, I'm gonna I am, beat I your am legs after not that. even so. lying to you. I, I can promise on everything. I felt time, really good shooting. Time. That. Time, time, blow my whistle. There we go. The song that you listened to, I hope it was Juvenile. Back that ass up. No, because I listened to that, that on the that way, would, bro. That would be that, that would be a motivational shooting song for sure. <laughs> All right, what I want to do now, I think we hammered down this motivation thing quite a bit. I don't yes. know where else we can go with it. There's probably is some places people are screaming right now, but it's just something to think about. If you're feeling in a rut, do what you can to pull yourself out. I think this is going to change my perspective maybe a little just just in the discussion itself um in general whether it's the bike riding thing the bow shooting thing the bow shooting thing is more important than anything else because come october i don't give well this year september i don't give a fuck about anything else but shooting my bow so you know when i get my bike riding in i'll do it shooting bow bows and doing other things that Hunting really does. Let's make one. a day of that, dude. We'll shoot bows and then go ride, and then we'll come back and shoot bows again. I'm down for that. Um, All right. 
Clint, I'm going to transition from the motivation thing. Um, so right now online, this kind of is related to motivation, actually. And I and here uh, here's how I'll tie it in. You're seeing a lot of guys post tons of photos of velvet bucks and them scouting and then dancing around out in the woods, walking field edges and tromping through timber and changing cameras all over. They're all excited. Velvet Fest, blah, blah, blah. Hashtag Velvet Fest, which is cool, right? And, yeah. that, and that's motivating for them, and it might make people feel the guilt of maybe I should get out there. In yep. my in my opinion, the guys that are doing that are fucking themselves. And I want to see what your thought was on that. And the reason why I say that is because you're just tromping around there like a butthole, and <laughs> it's just not good for your end game, especially if you're hunting small pieces of private, small pieces of public. I think less pressure at this time of year is the is the better route to go. I think you're better off staying home, shooting your bow for an hour, than going out for an hour and moving a trail cam fifty yards over into the timber to get more pictures of the velvet buck that's growing. It's it's. I think it's back and forth a little, but in my opinion, I think it, it's you're shooting yourself in the foot. What do you think? You disagree or agree with me? So, I mean, I like that guys are motivated and, and they want to do something to, you know, maybe it's they, maybe it's they want to kill their biggest buck, they want to kill a certain buck, they want to kill their first buck, whatever the, the, the internal motivation is there. Going back to that, they're, they're, they're pumped and they want to do something and, and they're, you know, they're, they're off their ass and they're trying to better themselves. Um, I like that. I mean, because at the end of the day, like I said, going back to the, the, the whole looking yourself in the mirror, I mean, you should be your biggest critic. Like, you shouldn't worry about what anybody else thinks. Like, y- you should be able to look at yourself and be like, okay, am I being the best, whether it's, you know, like for, for Kurt and I and, 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 you know, Tank and whoever, I mean, that's that's got kids, going to have kids. Maybe it's... Am, am I being the best dad I can be? Am I being the best bow hunter? I, 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 you know, am I being the best shot I can be? Whatever. You got to look yourself in the mirror and figure that out. So I like that guys are getting out and they're doing this because it, it's it's they're motivated. You know, they're they're wanting to potentially better themselves. But but I'm gonna I'm gonna slow the pony up because if we're going into the world of big deer. Uh, and this is just my opinion. I mean, I'm, I am by no means God. I'm by no means the world's best, you know, big buck bow hunter, but this is just my thoughts on, on the situation. You got a resume to make a statement or two, I'd say. Uh, well, I, I appreciate that, but I, I'm, I'm just a drunk that likes to, to bow hunt. I <laughs> noted, I, do it. Do personally, noted. <laughs> I personally, um, I'm not a gigantic fan of being anywhere in the timber right now. I, I don't... Um, okay, Clint, I want you to say that, though, with a more confident statement, because I feel like you're being nice for some reason. I feel like you're holding back a little well, bit. Say as, keep your well, asses out the timber. Say it. Well, here here's here's where I'm at with it. That I don't... so nice. Well, it's it, it's because I'm pondering on how I want to how I want to twist this. So, okay, so... If you've got ag fields, okay, so okay, so let's go over the two types of guys right now. If you've got ag fields, there's no reason to be in timber because every night 
from six o'clock on, all of your local deer, does, bucks, fawns, yearlings, etc., they're going to be in fields, whether it's beans, alfalfa, um, I mean, clover, you name it. There is absolutely no reason to be back in the timber piddle dicking around. They will come to you and show you themselves. You need to get up on a vantage point with a set of binoculars or your spotting scope and just watch and let just let nature unfold. Going down in the timber, I, I mean, to me... You're, you're totally fucking yourself. Number one, most of these deer are bedding right off the edge. So as soon as you leave your truck and head out across the field to head to timber, they've already spotted you or they've winded you or they've seen you. They are so far gone. And then you're in there, you're piddle dicking around with cameras. Why, why? I mean, you can go out on a nice evening, take the wife, take the old lady, take the kids. You can sit up 300 yards away, put your spotter on a tripod or your binoculars and watch all the deer come out into fields okay so there's that guy there's hunter a hunter b is the guy that has no fields he's got all hardwoods okay all right he wants to put cameras out i get that and i'm cool with that but in my opinion you put out cameras right now in big woods and you let them alone maybe maybe once a month you go in on a rainy day you go in and you check them and you see what's going on. And, and if you want to make a little adjustment or you want to move, okay, I'm all right with that. But the guys that are blazing paths right now with machetes, the guys that are moving cameras weekly, the guys that are, you know what, I'm going to hardcore, I'm going to pattern and scout a buck right now, and I'm going to put boots to the ground. My opinion, that's, uh, that's not what I'm going to do. It's not what I'm doing. I mean, everybody's got a different... You know, everybody's got their own niche, but me personally, early season, summer, even into early hunting season, I'm an outside, inside guy. I'm doing all of my homework, my scouting, and my hunting starting from the outside in. I'm only going in the woods or in deeper if there's a reason for me to do so. So in the summer months, I have, like right now, I've got, uh, let's see. Uh, I think I've got 10, probably roughly 10 cameras running. There is not a camera that is in the timber. There's no reason. There's no acorns dropping. There's no apples, right? I don't need to see what's happening in a funnel right now. Um, I'm not concerned with honestly where they're betting right this second as far as do I want to know where they're betting? Yes, but but I don't need to know what times of day they're moving around or they're coming and going. I mean, I can kind of base that off of what I'm seeing off of pictures. If I got a buck that's that's at my, let's say he's on a field right at dark, and that's the first picture I get of him, I can assume from the direction he's coming from that he probably left his bed 30 to 40 minutes before that time. I mean, that's probably pretty safe to say. So I'm going to I'm going to err with caution on making educated guesses. I'm personally not going in the timber and trying to get in tight. Now, as season progresses, let's say you're in the middle of September and your buck disappears and he's now no longer hitting, say, a bean field early and he's not getting there at 10 o'clock. You know he's, he's hung up somewhere back in the timber. Okay, at that point, he's hard horned, he's lost velvet, it's almost season. At that point, it might be time to take a camera back on an oak flat where acorns are dropping 
and see what's going on. Let it sit for a week and, and just see what's happening. But right now, I'm just, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Velvet Fest, let's run around the woods. And, and I mean, I know my guys are motivated by it, and, and I get that, and I like to see that part. But you also got to realize in the summertime, these mature bucks, they are used to this being kind of like their downtime. I mean, they've still got dogs and coyotes and all that shit to, to stay away from. But human pressure right now should be at a at a minimum. I mean, there's nothing really going on that should make guys be in the woods a lot. So I feel like the minute you start doing that and you start alerting them to your presence, you are already sending off the red flashing lights of, uh, you know, beep, 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 I'm being hunted. Even though they don't know whether it's hunting season or not, but in their head, there's no calendar or time clock. Everything's always trying to kill a deer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, they're always trying to stay away from coyotes and dogs or bears or lions, you know, depending on where you live. So now the minute they start smelling human scent or seeing people or, I mean, that that's just another reason for them to freak out because they're used to coyotes all year long. They're used to dogs all year long. Depending on where you live, lions, bears, etc. They're used to that every day, but they're not used to people for the most part from say March, April till say September, October. Usually they're not having to worry about that type of chaos and that type of danger. The minute you put that fear into their brain, a five or six year old buck, it's not going to take him long to be like, okay, I now understand what's happening. Now I'm being hunted by this predator, which shouldn't be here right now, but he is. Well, a deer is not going to distinguish whether it's hunting season or not. So the minute he figures out that you're trying to hunt him, that's it. I mean, he's just either going to A, switch, or B, go nocturnal, or C, a combination of the two. Not saying he's going to leave the country, but he is going to eliminate himself from places and times that you're around. So it's almost like you're cutting your legs off before the race even starts. That's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. I mean, I agree. It's uh, I think a lot of people that I think a lot of people just don't know that also, you know what I mean? I'm basically just doing what Clint's doing, you know, staying to the field edge. Less is more right now. I got two cameras out on the field edge and that's all I do. And, And I'm not trying to like plug hard a product, but this is where good investments and light setups can pay off because like if you like a lone wolf custom gear setup, when you get that setup, you can make the moves when you need to make the moves, like during season. That's yeah. when you should be in there getting after it, chasing deer on the most recent information, the most recent sign, that fresh rub line, the fresh scrape line. That's when you should be making your moves during deer season, not tromping around in there right now. Yeah. So, yep. and I, I said this, I was guessing on another podcast last week, and you're going to hear it a lot more because I, I just got to thinking about it. If you're going to throw money at two things – I'm going to throw money at a bow, a good quality setup that helps me kill that animal, and a stand setup that's going to allow me to move and, and move and shoot good. That's the two things you need to get in where you need to get in. Yeah. And uh, that's where I think investment and a good setup, whatever, whatever, whatever brand you like, if you're saddle, if you're hang on, whatever you do, I think that's where 
a, a top-notch setup is really going to pay its dividends in October, November, late season. If you do what you're supposed to do and you do it right, I think that's where – and use information that deer are giving you, observe it, and you can use that equipment to make the moves you need to make to be successful. Well, and, I mean, to simplify, like, the whole theory and thought of, you know, a lightweight mobile hang and bang setup is, I mean, your sticks and your stand, or maybe you use a climber. I mean, I've, uh, you know, I mean, I kind of go back and forth between both, but regardless, it's a tool. Your tree stand or your saddle or whatever the hell you're using, it is a tool to help you potentially get in close enough to kill whatever it is you're after. So, I mean, when you think about it, if you're going to go and dig a hundred foot, so you're going to, okay, you're going to dig a ditch that you want to put um, a culvert pipe in to help run water down the side of your driveway. It's a hundred feet long. Are you going to take a shovel or are you going to run a backhoe? You're going to run a backhoe because it will take you three months to shovel all that. So the way I look at it is if I'm trying to keep up with one buck with, and I mean, everybody, everybody has heard me say it. They've, they've seen me write about it. I'm a guy that likes to pick out a buck and go in and play the chess match. That's what I do every year. There's one or two bucks that spark my interest. And I'm like, okay, it's only these one or two, or it's only this buck. It's him or nothing. I like to play the cat and mouse chess game. I have to be mobile and it is a tool. That stand is a tool for me to make chess moves and make, you know, put pieces in play where I need them to be, which is me and my stand and play checkmate with this buck. If you have a ladder stand and you're trying to play that game, imagine, imagine what that would be like trying to move a ladder stand around 50 times in a year to play the chess match. <laughs> yeah. It's no, it's no different than no having fun. a shovel. Yeah. It's no different than having a shovel trying to dig a hundred foot long freaking ditch to put culvert in. And then you got to backfill it all. I mean, imagine a spade shovel. God damn. That's a good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, in my head, it's a tool. I mean, these 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 stands, okay, and I know there's going to be someone that's going to say, oh, yeah, Clint, well, I mean, yeah, it's easy for you to say. You probably get Lone Wolf Custom Gear for free. You ain't paying shit. Here's the deal, though, dude. I would still pay the money regardless because it's a tool. It's a tool that I need in my toolbox to get my job done. I can't take a spade shovel and go try to dig a 100 foot of freaking you know, rock and shale and clay and dirt. I mean, it, I'd be there six months trying to do that. The job needs done in three days. I need a backhoe. My backhoe <laughs> is a light. My backhoe is the lightweight hang and bang system. Currently, and probably for a long time, because I don't see anyone out doing what you know Andre and Cody have going on at Lone Wolf Custom. I mean, the the proof is there. I mean, the, it is the lightest, quietest, most effective system that's on the market. That's why I'm using it. Whether or not I get it for free or have to pay, it doesn't make a difference to me. It's my goddamn tool that I need. And I'm going to use the tool, the right tool for the right job. That's how I look at that kind of stuff. Woo. Is When oh you're living in a van down by the river. By the river, yeah. I mean, you know, like, I well, and just going back to, 
you know, you could spin this right back to the the internal motivation of you want to kill a big buck. That's your goal. Nobody's making you do it. You want to do it. Okay. So you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, what tools do I need to get the job done? I mean, what do I need to be doing to get the job done? What tools do I need? Where do I need to be to get the job? I mean, it's all these questions you got to ask yourself and answer them. And like I said, the way I look at it, it's, are you going to dig a hundred foot ditch with a fucking spade shovel? Or are you going to get a backhoe? You're going to rent a backhoe. If you don't, Rent one, you're going to borrow one from a buddy or whatever the hell. You're going to figure out how to get a backhoe to dig that freaking ditch. Well, it's the same damn thing with these big bucks and with the gear you're using and the techniques you're using. you got to look yourself in the mirror and be like, what I'm doing right now, is it going to be effective? Is it going to be productive? If the answer is no, you got to change shit. And, yeah, you know, very well said. I, I, I mean, in, you know, the, in today's world, the gear and the tools are out there that they didn't have 15, 20 years ago. I mean, I mean, I can remember buying my first lock on and if I remember correctly, I think it weighed like 31 pounds. Ooh. I mean, I mean, I can re I mean, and this is, don't anyone do this at home, but I can remember hanging from a 20 foot ladder stick, holding a strap with my teeth while the other two hands are trying to hang the stand on the bracket. I mean, dangerous as all hell like not not a good scenario to be in but i didn't know any better and the stand was so heavy that i had to like use every part of my body i, I can remember propping my knee up almost to my freaking shoulder to put the platform on my knee so i could be use two hands and not have to hold all the weight with my teeth because my, my I'm, I'm biting the strap around the tree. I mean, dude, if my mom and dad, my mom and dad would have seen the idiotic shit that I was doing when I'd say, Oh, I'm going to go hang oh, a yeah. stand. They would have never let me hunt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to, because back then I did that for years too. Oh, like oh, the yeah, shit, yeah. the stands yeah. I've hung, man, people yeah, be like, God I mean, damn, dude, your time's running out, son. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, there's like, Everybody back home always makes the joke that I gotta no pee. I'll be right back. Keep going, Clint. You're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody always makes the joke back home that nobody will ever steal Clint stands because they can't even get up to the goddamn things to steal them. And <laughs> and 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 that wasn't me trying to do that. It was because the trees and just the 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 lack of knowledge on how to hang them the right way you know i'd pick the i mean i love being in gnarly old oaks and gnarly old maples and lots of cover and i would just get myself in these situations where half the battle was just getting up into the goddamn yeah, stand it, i mean you just had to make it work yeah i mean it, it was just just i just got to make it work you know and i mean it's just one of them deals where you know for me as time progressed, you had, you know, freaking harnesses that you could put the lineman belt around the tree and be hands free. And I mean, thank God they've come out with things and I haven't killed myself beforehand. And now it's a lot easier. But back in the day, those were the tools I had and I figured out how to use them. But now in today's world, oh, my God, dude, I mean, we've got it made. It's like, a breeze. oh, dude, we've got it made compared to what it used to be like. Damn, dude, it's like a, it's like finding porno on the internet. It's like this is free now. <laughs> you just have to search it out, brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Times change, dude. That's a that's awesome, man. You're a you're definitely a motivating figure. I want to get my ass in gear this weekend just from talking to you, dude. I uh, I always I always love when I hear Clint because I'm like, 
Dude, I just I gotta impress Clint, and that's an external thing, but it's not bad, and it's not bad that externally I want to impress Clint. Do you hear that? That's all. No, no, let me put some chapstick on real quick, and then uh, and then let me let me kiss that ass here real quick. Oh, my pants are coming off. uh, Ah, here you go. All right, pull pull those ass cheeks up, boy. I easy. Don't forget. forget. My right ass cheek is completely tatted, so if you're gonna kiss one, it's got to be that one. <laughs> what do you have, do? You really have a tattoo on your butt? Yeah, it's Roy oh, Orbison. His mom told him not to get it. But my, yeah. well, mama don't know to hurt him. <laughs> oh, actually, actually, uh, I was 17 and I had to lie to mama. She had to sign for it. She just didn't know it was going on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> do I ask what it is, or do we just leave it? At, yeah, it's like, Roy Orbison, dude. So, so me, so well. Going into our senior year, me and a buddy, we played side-by-side in football, offense and defense from the time we were like 10 years old, clear up. And one night, could have been alcohol involved in his dad's garage. He's like, dude, we ought to get we ought to get matching tats. Just Let's just do it. Neither one of us had one yet. I'm like, you know what we ought to do? We ought to take the green and black Hornet decal off our football helmets, which is about a six-by-six freaking – like if you were to square it out, it would be like a six-by-six freaking square – it's a green and, and black hornet, a fighting hornet, Malvern fighting hornets. And I said, we ought to get that tattooed on her ass cheek. He goes, oh, it's a great idea. The next day, mind you, I'd already forgotten I even said this because I, I, you know, I say a lot of shit and I just forget. The next day he calls me. He goes, hey, Friday, we got our tattoo appointment. You're, he was already 18, so he didn't have to have anyone sign. I did. He goes, you're going to need your mom to sign this waiver so we can go up and get them done. I said, what are we getting? He goes, dude, you're, he goes, you're the one that came up with the idea. I already told him. I already went up there and gave him the logo and everything. Three days later, I'm sitting there. Now, mind you, I've got, uh, oh, shit, I think I got 17, 16, 17 tattoos total. There is none. I would rather have any of those other ones done five times than to have my ass cheek done. For, and, and for all you, for really? Tat- oh, my God. I heard Hands that. down. Hands down. I would rather you break my arm than sit there for that two and a half hours. It w- that was the worst two and a half hours of my life. Really? I always heard that the butt was easy to get tattooed. Oh, no. Terrible. Terrible. Stung. But it never went numb. Constantly bled. You got <laughs> you got to stop. I mean, it was, it, was, it was terrible. But funny story. But anyways, though, Steve, continue on with the ass kissing because I enjoy when you start taking my pants off. <laughs> and I think how, how, for the how in the hell do I go from there? I, kiss kiss that stinger, baby. Dude, I'm, I'm, <laughs> my lips are dry, brother. I got, I, I, I got to go. Clint, thank you so much for doing the podcast again, sir. You're welcome back anytime. You have that open door policy. I got to ask you, man. The people are wondering: Are you going to be at the shoot? Oh, oh, July twentieth. What did he give us? A ninety nine point seven percent chance last time. Listen I here. mean, we're, we're we're still there. We're still uh, there. I've had we're, we're groups st- of women knocking on my front door every afternoon asking if you're coming for sure. <laughs> oh, my, I'm sure. My I'm sister-in-law's sure. wondering if you're coming out. I just don't know. <laughs> Things are getting weird. I, I just I, I don't know. I don't know what to do, and, and I just don't know what to tell them. The there's listeners that are coming to the shoot that want to know if you're going to be there, and I just I don't know what to tell them. So. Um, well, in in pure Clint Casper fashion, because I like to view myself as a as a total uh, a total ninja. 
I like to keep people guessing. I mean, I, I really, I, I do enjoy the, uh, the, you know, the, the little aura of not exactly knowing what in the fuck Clint Casper might do. I kind of, I kind of enjoy that. How Clint okay. Casper would okay. it be if he was at the shoot the whole time in a stand and nobody saw him, and he just took pictures <laughs> and then he just left? Like, yeah, Clint Casper was there, dude. Took selfies with everyone in the background, <laughs> yeah. and nobody knew he was there. I was like, damn, just that, a that, bunch of beers around a tree. It's like, like yeah, that no, motherfucker he is good. He was here. <laughs> like, what are those empty beer cans are coming from? <laughs> well, if you're there, that's going to be amazing. If not. It's not going to be we'll amazing. The whole shoot's canceled if you're not there, actually. The whole shoot. Everything goes down in flames. Kind of had a, a huge party planned for you, but uh, if you ain't going to be there, then uh, shit will cancel the cancel these stripping clowns. All right? Yep. Uh, I mean, I'd, I still would have the miniature donkeys come. But the, the clowns may have to go if I'm not there. But I'd still have the I'd have the miniature donkeys come for yeah, sure. That, I mean, I already that, paid that the deposit. That was paid, so, that was paid in full. So, yeah. oh, you coming. paid it in full. Where's my paid deposit? In full. All right. Well, Clint, thank you so much. I don't know why I just I just closed her there. Steve's making comment. We have, Steve's getting crazy. No, I'm not getting crazy, bro. Hey, he's motivated. he's motivated. He's motivated. I am motivated. He's Jack. He's 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 pumped up, man. He's Jack. He's excited. He's ready to roll. I love it. I like it. You know what I think changed my mindset more than the actual motivation talk? The summer scouting talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, it just I don't know. Somehow it's just like, all right, we're good. Thank <laughs> hey. you so much, man. Um, yes, sir. Leave us with something. Leave us with a wise comment or something. I don't know. Give the people what they need before you leave them, Clint. Uh, since we're staying on, uh, since we're on the motivational. The, the topic of that, uh, a wise comment, honestly, just thinking about like me and, and my, my circle and my group year, years ago, I, a wise man once told me you're a product of who you associate with. And in today's world, um, the life I live right now, I have migrated and I, I, I hang out, I talk to, I associate with on the daily, um, most of them, if not daily, weekly, driven, passionate, motivated people. And it's it's been a life changer for me in all aspects, whether it's work, whether it's being a dad, whether it's being a bow hunter, whether it's getting my ass to the gym, like minute this podcast is over, I got to go to the gym. I got a three mile. I think tonight I got to do a 70 pound pack hike for three mile. It's going to be a total bitch, but I know I got to do it. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I think about that. I think about those guys and then, and then that circle that I run with, um, I'm like, yeah, they're out grinding. They're doing this shit. You know what? I got to do it too. And it's, it's, I really, I truly believe that you're a product of who you run with, who you talk to, who you associate with. And I mean, uh, you know, there's a reason why I come on this podcast often. I mean, it's 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 fun. Don't get me wrong, and when we all have a great time, and there's a lot of knowledge, but it's motivating, man. I mean, it's 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 a badass um, like mental mind game for me to know that. Oh yeah, man, I'm gonna get to come on the show. I mean, it's 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 a motivator. It's constant motivator. I mean, it's it's fun to be like, yeah, man, I'm gonna get to cut up with these guys. They're like minded, you know. There's times where, like I said, you don't want to go to the gym or you don't want to shoot your bow, but you're like, shit, man, you know, Barney's out in Montana doing or, or, or Kurt and Steve's out biking and they're shooting today. Well, fuck, I need to go get my reps in or I need to go do that. I mean, it's just, 
I don't know, man. I mean, I think, I think, I think that old guy was onto something when he told me that. I mean, I really, truly do. I think you're a product of who you hang out with, and I think guys that are hanging out with negative crowds and negative people need to need to uh, need to sit down and really evaluate that shit. Um, yeah, if you're like, like said, one of those people that just leaves negative comments on other posts, like, what are you doing, man? Let's let's get out of that. We're gonna Jay and Silent Bobby. We're gonna make a bunch of money and then come kick the shit out of you. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You remember that's the whole yeah. thing of Jay and Silent yeah. Bob Strike Back dude, when they were like, "Hey, got all this money. What are you gonna do now?" It's like we're gonna go whoop those kids' ass who were talking shit online. <laughs> I watched a movie recently. That's why it popped into my head. Have you not and seen that, that movie? A, yeah, I, I, it's been a long time. Yeah, that was a yeah. perfect. Uh, that was a perfect prelude to to the ending of the podcast. That was a good job, Steve. You you, you motivated me to want to get off the fucking line. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucker, Clint. But I love you. You're, <laughs> You're a fucker. It was, it, was, it was total. It was total. Ex, it, was, it was totally an external motivation, but I, I mean, it, it actually come from the heart. So it was it was kind of internal, but yeah, you you, you get it. All right, All right you're, you're a yogi of deer hunting. There Steve, close us out. We're, start, <laughs> we're starting your way. We're going clockwise around the studio table now. Um, all right, yeah. Uh, something positive. Dude, I, as you said, I have surrounded myself with some very positive individuals that have really impacted my life, and I, until recently, did not let these guys, like, I, I should have let you guys influence me more, but I'm influenced now. We're going to have a great journey from here on out. That's coming from the bottom of my heart. All right, Not from tank. the bottom of these eight positive. I'm just saying. <laughs> so I just found the motivation to go shoot in this 100-degree heat. It sucks, but uh, I'm going to do it. Doug? Uh, about the same. Got motivation to go with some ass at the shoot now. About to be sending some dingers. Watch out. Challenge accepted. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Yo, you got <laughs> Doris? <laughs> Who's Doug got Doris's number? Doug's one of the, the lights-out shooters at the at the shoot, oh, usually. Dor- I'm not even worried about Doris. Doris, Doris is who? the old girl, man. Oh. She's a bad bee. She's a bad bee. Don't say it. We don't say it. We don't say that word. <laughs> oh, we can say bitch. Just can't say niches. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, I'm going to close her out with uh, one, two, three, four. Noinch, noinch, noinch. Go shoot your bow. We love you. <laughs>